0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, May 22nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. EU eyes huge organic expansion. Cudlow confident on China. And Congress looks to speed PPP fixes. Before we begin, here's a programming note. Because of the Memorial Day holiday, Daybreak will return on Tuesday, May 26th. Ten-year EU plan would slash farm inputs. Agriculture in Europe and the United States may be diverging even more sharply in coming years. The European Union has adopted a series of sweeping goals for slashing the use of pesticides, antibiotics and fertilizer and converting at least 25% of EU agriculture to organic over the next decade. The 2030 goals are to cut in half the nutrient losses from farmland, the use of more hazardous pesticides, and the use of antibiotics in farm animals. Keep in mind, less than 8% of EU farmland was organic as of 2018. Now, here's why it matters. U.S. Department of Agriculture this year launched an initiative to have the environmental footprint of U.S. agriculture by 2050. 20 years later than the EU targets, while increasing production by 40%. USDA effort is focused on reducing carbon emissions and improving water quality and is guided by the concept of sustainable intensification. That broadly means producing more food without using more land and other resources and that will require increased use of technology and precision agriculture. Purdue University economist Jason Lusk says the EU policy appears to be focused on reducing inputs rather than achieving outcomes such as lower carbon emissions, better water quality, and reducing food insecurity, the aims of the USDA initiative. It seems the politically popular actions are prioritized over those that are actually most sustainable according to scientific outcome measurement, he said. Now take note, EU policy also calls for all rural areas to have high-speed Internet service by 2025. Cudlow China phase one deal is in good shape. The Chinese are importing U.S. ag and other goods at a bit slower than originally hoped for, but the phase one trade pact is still being successfully implemented. That National Economic Council Director Larry Kudlow yesterday... He said, I guess the Chinese purchases are a little behind, but I think that's more because of poor economic and market conditions, and China has every intent of implementing phase one, Kudlow said in a live-streamed Washington Post interview. Kudlow also addressed recent speculation that China is looking to renegotiate the trade pact, saying that it's not happening. He said at present time, there's no renegotiating at all. He said we're looking for steady implementation and we'll be monitoring it very closely. Keep in mind, U.S. Trade Representative and USDA released a statement the same day listing recent implementation successes such as China's agreement to lift import bans on U.S. blueberries and barley. China also has opened up to almond meal pellets and cubes. Producers are grateful, says Julie Adams, a vice president for the Almond Board of California, but it won't make up for the overall loss in trade due to China's tariffs on nuts. Almond shipments to the China fell by 25% last year and are down 20% so far this year, she tells AgriPulse. A strong week for U.S. soybean sales to China. China may be lagging a bit when it comes to its promised ag purchases, but U.S. soybean sales to the country were very strong from May 8 through 14. That, according to the latest USDA data, the department reported sales of about 1.2 million metric tons of U.S. soybeans to China for that seven-day period. That includes 734,000 tons for 1920 delivery. 462,000 tons for 2021. Pressure bills to ease PPP. Lawmakers are moving toward a deal to provide some relief to small businesses, including farms that are using the Paycheck Protection Program. Under existing rules, PPP loans are forgivable only if 75% of the funds are used to pay workers over an eight week period. House Democrats have agreed to consider a standalone bill that would extend that period and also ease the 75% payroll requirement. Some fruit and vegetable growers are among the employers who are seeking an extension of the wage period. Sean Gilbert, a Washington fruit grower, said the eight-week period on his PPP loan will end just as he starts harvesting cherries. The PPP time limit is very restrictive, Gilbert said on a farm credit webinar yesterday. Some 60% of his orchard expense is labor and half of his packing expenses. Notable, an executive with a high-end New Orleans restaurant group, Steve Pettis, warned a House subcommittee yesterday that he'll have to lay off hundreds of workers if Congress doesn't extend the loans. We are not just asking for more money, we're asking for more time, Pettis said. A coalition of food service companies, including U.S. Foods and Performance Food Group, also is appealing to Congress for a 24-week extension. USDA provides relief on farm loans. Farmers with USDA farm loans will be eligible to skip their payment this year if they've been affected by the COVID-19 crisis. The Farm Service Agency is invoking a disaster set-aside provision normally reserved for natural disasters. The skipped payment will get tacked onto the end of an ownership loan, and an operating loan can be extended for a year, said Ferd Hofner with the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition, which advocated for the FSA action. USDA praised for food box oversight pledge. The United Fresh Produce Association is applauding USDA's serious commitment to oversight of its Farmers to Families Food Box program, which has been hit with criticism for some of the awards it has given out. Responding to a letter from USDA that answered a series of questions from United Fresh about the program, President and CEO Tom Stenzel said, We should all now focus on how wonderfully the program is proceeding in many cities and rural areas of the country. Produce companies and their partners are bringing fresh fruits and vegetables to those in need and making a difference in people's lives. Take note. The Agriculture Marketing Service has determined a $40 million contract to California Avocados Direct, which was working to assemble produce boxes, ProduceBlueBook.com reported. The company didn't immediately respond to AgriPulse yesterday. Here's today's She Said It. People need to eat, and with this pandemic, it's made people realize that it's good to buy local and to buy American product because that's what's going to be there to help people through. That New Mexico onion grower, Savannah Gillis-Turner, speaking on the Farm Credit webinar. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, May 22nd, brought to you by Watkinson and Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jack Daly.